0: welcome everyone to the one the only the haven podcast you could be listening to anything else in the world right now but you're listening to me and i appreciate that hope you all had a non-heart attack inducing work week on this week's video game focus episode we might be in a little bit of trouble there's uh not a lot going on in the world of video games to talk about this week but we shall try our best and everything like that but real quick before we get into the news and the topics and i recap what we have on on tap today for the this week's episode. So I went out before I started recording. I went out to the uh, my local Starbucks,ers the Starbucks I always go to, and I haven't noticed this with any other ones. And I, I frequent there pretty often. It's convenient, it's close, and they have these bacon sous egg bats. <laughs> fancy pants over here that are just fucking incredible. The other day, my wife asked me, like, "Hey, you know, Danny, what do you want for Christmas?" I, eat. I'm like, "I don't know. I had no fucking idea." And I. I'm officially requesting a giant case of these Souve egg bacon bites from Starbucks. They are fucking delicious. Just oh my God, just feel the fat pack on. I love it. So so good. Um so I go there and I, I don't know, maybe like I'm missing it or something, and I don't know, I just had this observation, and maybe it's just this one. They fucking just crank up the music. So I walk in and it's like one of those songs about like you know we're young we're gonna tonight might be our last night uh we're gonna have fucking have like a, a suicide pregnancy pact or something like that weird and you're just like well this is really intense and everything like that i don't mean to try to like bite or steal john Mullaney's bit but again that's i think it's something that if you listen to any like pop music or anything like top 100 kind of bullshit if you do it's a lot of that it's like everyone it's like you're fucking 22 take it easy you're not going to die tonight is not the last night that's how you get hpv or you make bad choices you know it's like some can you imagine just some person sitting there like yeah bro tonight's my last night i'm going in dry style and it's like well no that's how it you wake up with an itchy crotch you know in 48 to 72 hours my friend i'm not sure if that's how stds work never had one don't plan on it But I assume that's how it kind of, you know, transforms and becomes a thing. So they're playing this, and it's it's fucking loud. And I've just noticed now that, you know, I'm 31. I'm fucking getting so old. Like, loud music and sounds. And this is from a guy that yells all the time. Not just on this podcast, but I think I spend 80 to 85% of my life at, like, volume... I'd probably say an 8. Yeah, I'd probably say an 8. And I've, I've actually gone down, believe it or not. So I hope as I get older, it kind of, you know... Goes even lower because I'm just getting tired. Like that's the thing. Like I need a fucking, I feel like I gotta nap every fucking day. It's ridiculous. So, um, so they're doing that stuff. And then, so I'm driving home and I'm kind of thinking about like, oh, you know, what what topics we want to go over and and stuff like that. Because, like I said, there wasn't slim pickings. It felt like. So we're going through, and and I noticed something on my way home. And maybe it's just me, and it's always been this way, or no, I should say it's. Just me. And it's never been this way. And this is just a weird observation. But is it just me or does it feel like every holiday season? It's like the thing for homeless people to wear Santa Claus hats. And I don't get it. So I can see the other one side of the argument. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, why are so many homeless people wearing Santa Claus hats? And I, I just don't get it. So I could see people like, oh, Deanie, why are you being a fucking a Debbie Downer over here? They're just like some people that live in a cardboard box, dude, that are just like, you know, want to get in the holiday spirit. Why does it bother you? so It doesn't bother me. I just thought it was, you know, interesting. And I mean, last I checked, there was nothing from the Santa Claus lore, unless I'm mistaken. and I missed over that chapter as a kid that had to do with Santa Claus being homeless or having like the elves are homeless and he adopted them kind of thing and but that would be kind of fucked up because if he adopted them then he has a bunch of elves just making toys and that seems really fucked up like do they get anything out because they don't get paid but santa's kind of a dick now that i think about it never thought of it that way oh fucking hell anyways i gotta stay on track with that so i don't know maybe someone can tell me or like hey this is a thing with santa and homeless people or they're just in the festive spirit if either way I mean if that's the case that's cool I just it, again I'm just gonna put it in the category of I have no idea why that is but it's an observation I had and I don't understand it just like I don't understand people that wear camo like I, I don't get it why would you wear camo even if you're in the US military why would you wear camouflage what are you walking around camoed from you're literally just working in the base like working on tanks or jeeps why are you wearing camouflage Who or what are you hiding from? What, because something might happen? Oh, really? Something's going to happen when you're fucking changing the jeep oil? Come on, let's take it easy here. Um, And if people are like, oh, what about hunters? You know, people that hunt, Danny, huh? You're going to go after them and their camo? I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, if you're hunting a deer, right? Like, why would you... It just, it defeats the purpose to me. Why would you wear camo for? Because they have a hard time seeing you? Just go fucking all a Rambo or Schwarzenegger and the first Predator and just dip yourself in mud and go out there with a fucking knife and make it happen, Captain. Like, using all these tools and these ammos and shit. Like, go fucking be like Laura Croft. Have a bow and arrow. Have you guys played Red Dead 2? It's fucking bow and arrow, dude. Problem solved. You can shoot up your target, fucking ammo. It's a messy situation. Like, so I, I don't know. But, but I, again, I mean, wow. I just had this epiphany that, yeah, I spend most of this podcast, I think it's literally me yelling about microtransactions and i think having strokes with words so that that's pretty cool so i don't know why you listen but you do and guess what i appreciate it so that that's enough of my rant and my fucked up idea slash thoughts about a certain something but anyways what are you gonna do point being on today's video game focused episode now that i got my adhd out of the way somewhat maybe a little bit um we got a couple things to go over so what I want to touch on or we're going to be touching on is Capcom and they just, I swear, it's, I think I said it last week on the podcast, you have these publishers that just see other publishers do or say the most ridiculous things and they're like, hold my beer, I got to get involved in this. And and we'll, we'll go into that. Capcom is, is definitely not being left out of the microtransaction. We're a bunch of fucked hardest party. Um, so we have that on it, and then we have a quick industry note on Metro as well, as well as the Game Awards, and I want to touch on that a little bit, because I had to wrap it up pretty quick last week in terms of, I didn't get to go over, like, oh, this is who won and stuff, and, and I'm not, like, f- fucking who cares? Like, at this point, I mean, come on, it's a fucking, it's a it's an award show about video games, people i feel exactly about that as i do about like the emmys the grammys or oscars i could give two shits about any of that it really doesn't matter to me um i'm not gonna go out of my way to see a movie because it won some award or and or play a game like if you need the game awards to tell you that god of war 4 is arguably the best game of the year i I don't know what to tell you like if you're watching the game awards chances are you're not like you're not what's the word i'm looking for if you're watching the Game Awards and you have to go out of your way to watch it with all these streaming devices, chances are you're pretty tapped in on the video game industry. Like, you're not just some Joe Schmo that's like, I'm looking for a present for my child. Well, maybe you shouldn't get them God of War 4, depending on their age, because, I mean, they'll, they'll be a man at the end of it, but that's beside the point. So, Game Awards, as well as Metro Exodus, is going to go under the industry notes towards the end of today's episode, and then we have some news and tidbits on Monster Hunter World and I'm actually quite excited to touch on speaking of capcom and then um, we'll also jump in with my thoughts and feelings on ashen and what have you have been streaming like streaming that game like crazy this whole week and then below actually comes out tomorrow i believe um on xbox game pass as well so i'm gonna be streaming that next week so i doubt i'm gonna finish ashen in that time but i'm gonna try it and put a lot of time in today but let's go ahead and just start the show and jump into it so let's start with the capcom fuck up Um, let me get my notes here if the iPad doesn't shit everywhere on me so Capcom's in the news are doing some stuff so the other day or I think it was late last week after I recorded I was on YouTube and I saw I think it was through Game Informer they had this uh video game they had footage that they captured or they got from Capcom and I think it was like 15 minutes or so about the new Resident Evil 2 remake they're doing that's coming out on consoles and I believe PC don't hold me to that um At the end of January of next year. So I'm watching this, and again, I've, I dig Resident Evil. It's cool. They did a good job with it. I checked this out, and they've, I mean, from what I could tell from this footage, and who knows, it just could be like, hey, that we're giving you this on purpose. So you get people like, idiots like me excited for it it looked fucking great it looked phenomenal it looked like they kept the essence of resident evil 2 but they definitely modernize it which is what you got to do with these remakes you know just don't do copy and paste like i huh, know it's 720 give us 60 bucks you fucktarts and they're like yeah please and you know all that shit it looks like they're putting a lot of love and attention into it so bottom line fast forward the esrb comes out with the rating of course it's rated m for mature but they made mention and this esrb thing that there's going to be microtransactions in resident evil 2 a pure story single player story based game they didn't say what in what way it's going to be microtransactions are going to be implemented into this so before i go off the deep end and like drop my pants and go fucking nuts about it and start ranting and raving about something that is going to probably is going to be in it but i do not know to what extent what form i'm just going to hold that on the back burner but what we can do, and this kind of connects with our next topic a little bit, the Intertwine, Street Fighter V. Uh, it's been out for a while. It's your typical fighting game. You know, We're not typical, but I guess Street Fighter Four. I, I don't play fighting games. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm old. I don't have the Twitch reflexes anymore. And I mean, if you look over at me playing a fighting game, it's literally going to be me smashing the buttons of the controller against my forehead. That's me button mashing with those fighting games because I'm fucking horrible at it. And even as a younger kid, I was not very good at that stuff. So it's still a, from my understanding, like it's definitely not the genre it used to be in the nineties with arcades. That's, that's a given, but there's still a lot of people that do play it that are very passionate about it or involved. So I guess street fighter four was good. If I'm getting this information correct, I don't mean to speak on fake news, Um, but street fighter five came out and was a, a shit show for a lot of people so they made that free to play or recently or no they added loot boxes in that didn't make people happy and that was earlier this year now they've made it free to play so in order to do this and get people in and pay for it Capcom and you know what I have to say when I saw this I wasn't upset I wasn't angry I wasn't like fuck you and flipped off the TV like I usually do I was actually shocked that no one has done this before has yet to try this and for my knowledge they're the first ones to do it unless I've missed something so, what they're going to do in order to balance out, hey, free to play, they are going to start offering or they're going to start putting in in game sponsored content. Um, and so I took this from segmentnext.com, they have a great write up on it. So, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition This is what's going to be Free to play Will include sponsored content This in-game sponsored content Will display on character Clothing or model On the Versus screen Before a battle And some tournament stages Will feature sponsored content So you're going to be Fucking fighting And you got like a Slim Jim ad I don't know if those guys Are still around In the fucking back It's going to be great Like you're going to have Ryu and shit show up in his fucking sweet traditional white vest is going to be a fucking like billabong ad on his back it's gonna be oh like dude akuma when he fucking does that move at the end where he turns at the end of a fight and he like points at his back and he has like his cool logo light up it's gonna be fucking billabong it's gonna be great so i saw this and again wasn't angry wasn't upset surprised no one's done earlier and then i proceeded just to laugh because my mind starts going like a fucking hamster wheel of like all the shit they could put in and how they could do it and stuff and i can't wait till it gets to a point where if you're playing online or you're going one-on-one with somebody like after the first run whether you win or lose it just has a break in the action they do a cool cutscene of like your guy in the corner like a like a boxing fighter getting water and shit (laughs) they just cut to an ad of fucking whatever it's like resident evil 2 ad resident evil comes out this day pre-order now click on the link or they're probably gonna do shit like hey uh they have a voice guy come over. I don't know why he's going to sound like a bad radio guy from the 80s. But he's going to come in and he's like, Hey, how's it going? Alright, thanks for playing Street Fighter V for your multiplayer edition. Alright, cool. Thanks for playing again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, do you want an attack boost? Looks like you're getting your ass kicked by your opponent. Click here for 99 cents and you get a temporary attack boost. Plus 5% on the next round and next round alone. Go fuck yourself. Like, I can't wait for that shit. Or they're going to just do like... And then it's just going to start progressing worse and worse. And it becomes this downward spiral of bad and gross words like hey it looks like you're have uh, been playing for a while are you tired yeah uh, you want some food hey, click on this Domino's link and get a free large two topping pizza with a free diet coke and all you have to do is spend 4.99 and it's like just fucking add. i mean that's brilliant i can't wait for that shit like that is going to be amazing or and then they'll start going even w- crazier where like, they'll make deals with amazon where you just have amazon links <laughs> pop up on screen and shit so when you're playing you're trying to focus but you keep seeing this ad so it's like mind control over and over and you just keep seeing it rotate and you're like get to you're like man i really want to buy like fucking four boxes of Kellogg cereal for some reason this is great um, so they're going to do shit like that. And it's like, hey, come on in. You want to buy your customized uh, personal Chung Lee sex doll? All right, here you go. Click on the link. Only 9 99 And shit like that. It's going to be great. So Capcom, not holding back, it says fuck you, fuck everything else. We're making this free to play. So that means on our terms, we're going to do what we need to do to make money off this game. We made it free to play. So suck it. So just, just great stuff all aboard. So way to go, Capcom. But And this is the thing that Capcom does, and publishers have done this, where they do stuff like this. And then I get, you know, not again, not upset, laughing, surprised it hasn't been done before. And then they come out with the fucking Monster Hunter World news. Now, for those of you that may not know, I've talked about it a little bit before. And I wasn't doing the podcast at the time when Monster Hunter World first came out. Um, I personally really liked that game. I thought the end game loop was a little what's the word i'm looking for was a little short i'm not short what's the word it was a lot of monster hunter world is like you know it's your gear it's crafting i love that but then you start getting into the 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 realm of like okay i got a full set now what and it's like well i got the plus edition or whatever the freak they called i don't know if it was alpha or beta version so you're even stronger and then you can customize it and and tweak and everything like that to have certain loadouts the way your hunter plays i thought that was rad and that was cool and they did some really cool stuff and it's a huge fucking story arc too for the single player campaign the story the prologue was good too it really opens up like they don't they gave me 60 plus dollars of fucking value with that game so even with their microtransactions in terms of what I recall was all cosmetics, that's fine. Like it's one of those things you gave me so much game for it. Nothing is you're not offering anything to change the na- or the gameplay experience for me. So I appreciate that. I get it. You want to make your money. So I'm trying to be a little balanced in that regard. I personally would not like them if they were in there at all, but I get it to a certain extent we've been over this before but hey if it it all could be cosmetic or emotes that i can unlock or get or something i would have preferred that in all honesty but so when it came to the end game loop of monster hunter it kind of did get to a point where it's like okay i've gotten everything i needed i've maxed out and i've mid-maxed my guy where i want him to play a particular type of way with his build and you've done it and that's to be expected can't keep going on forever otherwise you start going into the grind conversation that's a whole nother thing it's a balancing issue and honestly a lot of developers do not get it right um, it's actually a it may not seem like a hard thing to achieve and or do but it, it is in today especially in today's landscape where people are so one extreme to the other they're so black or white where you have people that are on a older generation or more of an old school mindset like me where I'm like I want it grindy but not to the point where it's like, hey, I've progressed in this game by one, if you will, after a month. Like after that, I'm just say you hey, go fuck yourself because now you're milking me dry. Um and then you have other people that are like, I don't got time, I don't have patience for all give me, give me, give me everything. So when I do play my couple hours a week, I want to be rewarded with everything there is, or most of it. I want to feel badass. I want to feel like I've accomplished something. So that's a fine mix to 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 do in today's industry. It really is and you have such varying opinions that are so extreme as well on top of it It, it, it's it's definitely easier said than done you know i don't envy developers in a day's landscape with what they have to put up with and do meaning but don't be an asshole either like don't go out of your way to do assassin's creed shit and you know grind the fuck out of people and then say hey you want to give us some money for some xp boosters and that fucking trend is i swear we're gonna see that shit full force next year with single player games and i'm gonna tear my eyes out so my point i I was ranting i forgot the fuck i was talking about oh that that happens anyways my point being monster hunter that's what we're on so monster hunter they came out and they released this they're like hey we have a new expansion we're working on it comes out next year they didn't give a date um and it's a according to them capcom and the director they were like dude this is a big fucking dlc expansion like we're doing so i'm hoping it's like old school expansion pc style like world of warcraft type of thing and it's gonna have its own unique story it takes place after monster hunter world's prologue and and main campaign and everything like that so yeah you're gonna get more hunters you're gonna get or more monsters you're gonna get more gear and loot and all this other stuff fucking sounds great you know what I mean so it looks like this is not going to be a free DLC expansion that like you're gonna have to pay for it which again if it's worth whatever you charge 30 40 bucks for it and it's fooled with all this fucking content take my money because I I wouldn't mind going back to that game and sinking more hours into it because I did have a lot of fun and excitement with it and so that comes out next year again no release date and no specifics of what the cost will be but it's going to be its own thing But on top of that, they released this trailer so early next year, I believe, it's when it's going to be. They struck a deal with CD Projekt Red. So fucking Geralt from The Witcher is going to be crossing over in the Monster Hunter World universe. They had a trailer. It's the guy who does voice Geralt. He's coming back for it. So Geralt goes through a portal. And in this teaser, it's like a little story-based thing. Geralt shows up and goes through the portal. So I'm assuming you can play as Geralt or something, but they even went on to say capcom and cd project right in terms of this uh, collaboration that you know Geralt finds himself uh let's see uh in this new world i'm reading this from Gamespot because they got the direct quote from those guys um so it's going to include a new type of witcher gameplay and his powers and everything like that so i'm mentally picturing like a modified version of witcher 3 combat style which lends itself into monster hunter quite well in my mind so if i can have two swords i don't want to talk about dual wielding but if there's a new style they're doing in general where it's like fucking witcher style that's not gonna be good i'm gonna be not because i think it's gonna be bad or they're not gonna implement it well i'm fucking all about witcher and this is how they tug out my fucking heartstrings and get me to come back into the loop and give them money for their expansion like holy shit so Cannot wait for that stuff. I'm very curious to see how they implement it and and what they do with it. But it looks great so far. So, tons of new Monster Hunter stuff coming down the pike and and everything like that. Um. So moving on to our third topic, and we'll we'll touch on this. We'll put this in the industry notes right now. So we got two little things I want to touch on. Uh, Metro Exodus has gone gold. For those that listen. it's a game I'm very excited about. So with it going gold, they also said that hey, it's going to release a week earlier on Friday, February 15th of 2019. Very excited for that game. Looks phenomenal. It's this. It, it comes off to me as this open world, uh first person RPG. Maybe a little light on the RPG. I'm not sure yet. I'm trying to wait to not get too many details before I go in. I'm, I'm excited about what they've shown so far and everything like that. So when I do play it, I want to be surprised. I like that idea. Where and I've I've done this now with me reviewing games and even films too, the less I know about something the better because I want to feel surprised when I go in. So if there is a deep mechanic on on some type of subgenre within the game, I can be like that's really cool. I wasn't expecting that. Let's see how deep down they go with the rabbit hole or how they implement the little bit that they do have in it. um I, I absolutely love that when games do that shit. Like a good thing is God of War. God, that game is great. I got to fucking play that again. Um, but Metro Exodus, loving that. So cannot wait to play that game. And I think, I don't know if it's the same. I think that Tuesday before is when Crackdown 3 comes out. So I'm curious what that turns into. Then I think that Tuesday after that Metro comes out, that upcoming Tuesday is when Anthem drops, which real quick, fuck you, EA. Yep, yeah, but they, you knew it was coming. I can't go an episode without saying it. Their whole alpha sign up thing that they did for Anthem was a fucking joke we talked about it last week why it's bullshit how they did it but i actually tried to do it because i was curious like what is this game going to be and everything like that and the way they do it was so convoluted it was like oh go to your xbox insider hub if you've been accepted and i was accepted nothing was showing up there i went to their support center and it was like this do you basically just a giant laundry list of shit and just cross your fingers that it works and it updates none of it did i spent all of friday doing it i was like fuck this i'm done like i'm not giving you bitches any more attention like fuck you and your shitty game so um that's that's my only day i EA today i promise so with that said moving on to the next second to last industry note or the last industry note game awards viewership so we talked about on last week's episode towards the end, as I was wrapping up about all the stuff that's coming out and announced, et cetera, at the game awards that occurred last week. So I'm not going to get into details of who won again. Don't get it, but they came out and they talked about, uh, Jeff, Geoff Keighley? Jeff Keighley, Jeff Keeley, I think that's his name who puts on the game awards ever. You talked about how their number or their membership viewership numbers did. I ah, can't talk. And they did quite well. I think at one point, he said they had 4 million concurrent viewers at one time, which is great, but overall they ended up doing, um, I think it was a little over 126, maybe 0. 0.8 million viewers, which was up like 125% over previous, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. So good for them. They did a great job. Um, I mean, more people that are watching it, that, that's good, I guess, and everything like that. So I just wanted to touch on it again. It's a fucking Game Awards it's at this point like i don't know i personally don't care about any of this shit but that's i know some people are like yeah god of war 4 one and it's like yeah it's a great game i mean again if you need jeff keely's game awards to tell you that god of war 4 is good then i don't know what to tell you so um i think i actually had another rant about that maybe i don't know that sometimes when you get old um so with that said moving on to our last bit of info on today's episode i wanted to touch on ashen for those of you out there like what the fuck is ashen no it's not a notorious big reference i promise ashen is a game developed by a44 studios if i'm remembering correctly it's a smaller team they've been working on ashen i think for like six years it was announced for pc and xbox like twenty thousand e e3s ago so it came up out of nowhere in terms of them releasing it i thought it was still far away but they literally came out of the blue, just like Below is on this Friday, and says, nope, it's here. It's part of Xbox's Winter of Arcade, which I'm loving that they brought back. Again, all this shit is part of Game Pass, which is fucking brilliant. So, otherwise, I can tell you right now, the price tag for Ashen without Game Pass is 40 bucks. I don't think I would have bought it. I would have waited for a sale and done it, but with Game Pass, I can get my hands on it and talk to you guys about it. So, what is Ashen? Ashen is pretty much this indie studio's version of Dark Souls like that kind of combat and feel so playing through this game very impressed by it it does have its issues i know some of the reviewers are giving it like eight and a half to nine out of tens it's a good game but i'm sorry it's not approaching nine out of ten even eight out of ten category um for me and maybe that will change. I'm more a little bit more than halfway in it, so I'm not going to give you a full review of it yet. I just want to talk more about my feels and thoughts on it real quick. Um, I definitely want to see what kind of story they tell and experience they give me from beginning to end of the game before it's like someone walks out halfway through a movie. And it's like, ah, I didn't care for it. It's like, well, did you finish it? No, I didn't at no, all. No, I left after halfway. I wasn't a fan. It's like, okay, I mean, I guess. Like I've heard that before if you're not a fan of it, but don't go and give it reviews, though. So with that said these are my negatives about ashen so far the co-op multiplayer blows it's so convoluted it's so fucking ridiculous so when you play this game you have your character you make it and it's you know action rpg style and you have a ai companion so when it comes to multiplayer you can play this with drop in and drop out co-op i believe is the term for it with any one of your friends in order though to get to that part like My brother and I spent 45 minutes to an hour trying to figure this out, and we couldn't get it to work. And I'm all over Reddit. I'm Googling. When you have to go out of your way to start Googling shit for 30 fucking minutes to see if something works, a mechanic in your game, chances are it's probably not implemented very well. So again, even through all this looking and stuff like that, and I'm live streaming this, by the way. You can check it out on on the Haven podcast channel on Mixer. Uh, I believe it's episode 3 that this occurred. It was fucking ridiculous. So that whole thing's a shit show. Um, And they want you to go to the same location, but it can't be in your camp. And you have to turn this off and set a code for the multiplayer server. And it's just so fucking out there. And it's like, what the fuck were you guys on when you did this? Like, drop in, drop out, call it a day kind of thing. So you have that aspect of it. Um, You can throw spears in the game. And so the rectile, when you bring it up to throw it... like um np or at other enemies and stuff it's a little it's i would just say a little it's quite a bit off like there's times where i hit someone dead center and it just went through them or somehow it missed them and i'm like this person's fucking magical how did this happen um so again it could use some work in patching that stuff the ai of your companion is holy shit it's like, I've heard some people say that, oh, they, companion AI is great. And I'm like, if it is, I haven't seen it. Maybe I just got a bad AI companion. I don't want to tell you, but this person just wanders off. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm like calling them over. You press up on the D-pad, you can like call your companion over to you. At least that's what it looks like I'm doing. And they just wander off and they leave. I'm like, are you tired? Like, are you done for the fucking adventure? Sorry, asshole. Like, I'm not a big conversationalist over here during our journey. So that that, that sucks ass. Um, the enemy respawn. So when you come into an area, you have your enemies around. You clear them out, and you go on to your, go on through the adventure. So they will respawn. I've never been a fan of this, um, but in an open world game, I kind of get it. But the respawn timer is utterly ridiculous. It feels like I'll go to an area, clear out three guys, I'll run, I don't know, twenty, twenty-five feet, if even that. To the left, I'm like, oh, there's not a secret cave entrance over here. Let me go back, and boom, they're already respond in, and I'm like, I literally went from A to B, back to A in maybe a minute window, and you guys are already back. Like something's off here, so that gets a little tedious. Of like, see, we're giving you enemies, you know, like to keep you busy, so you don't run around the area, and so it's like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of sucky. But as far as the stuff goes that I've liked so far, um it's a very simple story it's like ashen is this fucking owl that poops out white light that gave hope and created this golden age for the world and then it got old and died and after it died there was three phases of the apocalypse kind of shit that happened or something like that but now the owl's a baby boy or something and is reborn so you gotta find the owl you gotta wake the owl and you gotta protect it i assume or something so it's like the world is filled of darkness and ashen's its only hope and like what you've seen you've heard this story before so very simple very retread so far what i've experienced um now you're probably thinking well Danny, it doesn't sound like you have anything to like about this game well that's actually not true i, I like it quite quite much um so throughout the game you do via the main story you unlock companions and then you can swap them out they come with you then they have their own side quests and stuff like that and you learn more backstory about them the writing on that's been really cool so far it makes these characters interesting because your character in ashen has like no eyes or mouth or ears it's like fucking a beard and hair and eyebrows that's pretty much it so i don't know it just adds this extra layer to it that is fully voiced so i give him props for that with not just doing text-based conversation um, they put the time, energy, and money into that, and I, I appreciate that. The music is fucking great for an indie game. Holy crap, it is so good. Um, it does do this thing with an action that I, I love about games when they are able to do it right. This idea, like, I get off on this concept of being in a world and seeing a cave, right? Or an entrance or something spooky, spook, as I call it. Or just mysterious there's something there and it before you enter it's giving you the feeling and that's what a great game does that implements this that you're going to be the first one ever in the world chances are you're probably not but you're going to be the first person in this universe that you're playing in to explore and experience what's inside this cave so i've gone into a couple and it was it was awesome it was dark you have your fucking lantern out and when you take your lantern out you can't have your shield so there is a lot of that you know you switch your weapons on the fly kind of thing to go against certain enemies you learn their patterns i love the strategy in that again very dark souls ish so i go into these caves and some of them are just gorgeous it's creepy as fuck i think i had it on episode four of the live stream that's on um our mixer channel for the podcast where i fucking i and i don't do good with spooky games i just i don't like them i i'm not in. i feel like i'm not in control and i'm a control freak so when i'm going in there i'm just like oh this is fucking spooky spook like this is fucking uh oh, i don't like this and it just and ashen does this thing where they have enemies around the corner it feels like they give you that feeling of like anything could be around the corner and that's kind of cool um they do some jump scares which i fucking hate in video games and i hate them in movies i think they're corny as fuck but from my experience thus far it's not they don't overdo it which is nice so some of the caves and dungeons you come across are like that then there's other dungeons and you know stuff you come around where there's absolutely nothing in it. it's just a fucking cave and you walk in there you take a couple steps and you're like oh okay so at that point i get the idea where people are like dude danny not every cave is gonna have a fucking epic treasure chest full of loot i get that but it's still a video game that I'm playing at the end of the day. So why put it in there? What is the point of me going to that cave other than get my hopes up and then be let down that it's completely fucking empty? So they do a little bit of that in the game, which is uh I I would much rather. But when they do have those dungeons, I feel like for the most part there is an end game to it. But I honestly I had one where I went in and I like dropped down and I got fucking attacked by a bunch of these like Poison spitting spiders, and this crab thing that was massive, and it was fucking creepy as hell, man. So, I cleared it all out. Me and JoKel, my freaking companion, man, we we're going in there, and you're climbing up, you're working your way up, and then I see this corpse over there, and there's like an icon to pick something up. So, I run down this corridor, and it's a dead end. I pick it up, and then this another crab thing. Pff, just is at the end of the hallway and it starts fucking coming at me. And I'm like, Oh, motherfucker, motherfucker. And I'm trying to run and get out of there and I'm cornered. And it, and that's the thing too. When you die in this game, you drop all your fucking money. Like, you you can go back and get it if you want, but if you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll get it later, and you die again, you lose that shit. So, I mean, that's a big thing. So, they do put a lot of emphasis on crafting in this game, which, like, your talismans, which are more, like, passive abilities, you can upgrade, spend money to upgrade, like, your shield, or, no, not your shield, but your weapons, too. So, like, higher attack or higher chance to stun, things of that nature. Like, we've seen in RPGs and everything like that. You got vendors that you buy stuff from. I don't know how to fucking sell shit, so but they do give you storage space which is nice and so it's yeah so there's a lot of stuff they do i wish there was random loot in the game i wish there was more of that you know i wish i could sell the fucking loot that'd be greater break it down and get materials to craft epic stuff that would be cool um and who knows i mean at that point in this game i have no idea i haven't gotten my finger on the pulse of how they kind of introduce stuff yet and at what rate so that that could be something down the road that's why i don't want to give it an official review and these things could change Um, the open world maps itself are, they're really good size from the looks of it. It's not tiny, which is surprising for such a smaller team. I feel like most of the areas within this open world are diverse. They do change on you and it makes you have different feelings and a different, like, like I'm entering into a different world almost. And that's really cool. That adds to it. Then as far as the, the areas themselves, again, from what I've experienced, they're, they're done. Okay. Again, there's some worlds or ma- or areas of the map that I've been in where I'm like this is fucking dreary as fuck. This is great. And then you're exploring a very nook and cranny and there's really nothing there. It's just like all oh, like it looks scary and spooky outside, like ooh, it's thundery and there's fog, but I did come across one cave and there was nothing in there. And there's there's nothing more. So, um I think they've laid the foundation though, and I'm curious how much they update this game and everything like that. But I think these developers laid down the foundation for something that could be really cool. And I'm just curious what how they continue to support this game and what it looks like, say a couple months from now. But also too, at the same time, I'm very curious what these guys have on the docket next or what it is they want to make after they take their rig because they've been working on it for so long. So um yeah and the one thing too also before i forget and close out the episode about ashen the stamina thing ain't no joke in this game i don't know how many times where like i have my shield out and i bash an enemy and they fall on their back or like they tip over and i'm like oh fuck like i'm gonna go kill them and then i'm I'm hitting rb to do my light swing and my guy's just sitting there looking at him and i'm like what the fuck's going on i look up and i'm out of boom stamina and it's like Ugh. so you gotta watch your stamina it's very much read and react from what i can tell you know and when you come across these different enemy types and there's a couple of them you know but for the most part they've all somewhat been the same they have their certain attack pattern they do i'm sure just like dark souls and you have to adjust to it and stuff like that so so far would i recommend ashen absolutely would i recommend it for 40 bucks Mm, no not really but if you have game pass check it out um good luck trying to figure out the multiplayer if you do please let me know how the fuck you did it i would love to know Um, Because we have yet to still figure it out. And I was trying to jump on YouTube to see if anyone recorded it. And I still couldn't find anything. So anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like the podcast and you want to help it grow and or support it. Lots of ways you can do that. Um, Information and links can be found in the description of this episode. And every episode on how you can do just that. Um, If you want a Cliff Notes version of what that means. um, Rate, review the podcast on your preferred podcast podcast listening platform uh, this include what you like what you don't like what you want to see more of etc um, also feel free to follow the channel or follow the podcast via our social media shit um, you know, like Instagram to search the Haven podcast. Also feel free to post it on the Reddits and all that stuff. I would greatly appreciate that more eyes and viewers or more list, more ears, the better. I think that's the way I wanted to kind of have it come out. But as importantly, if not more importantly, please send in your listener questions. Love my interactions with you guys. And again, you can do that via our Instagram or send it to the Haven at gmail.com. Uh, send your questions to the podcast email, all that jazz. Um, also also it us out on Mixer Again, Haven Podcast, can't repeat it enough, and all that shit's going to be in the description and links of the episode if you, you want to know more. So yeah, tons of ways to get involved and everything, and keep in mind those questions don't have to be specifically based off any topics we cover for that week. It can be about anything, or they can be about those, whatever you feel like. Um, all I ask is no dick pics, and don't send me pictures of like, what do you think this is, and it's like some rash, like I'm not WebMD. Um, so anyways, yep, thank you again as always for listening, you guys. I hope you all have a sexy weekend. And I will talk to you guys this upcoming Monday. Take care, everyone.